0: You are listening to the Wisdom with Trish podcast. This is episode eight. Where do you get your protein? Welcome to Wisdom with Trish. I'm Trish. I'm your host. I'm a mom to six kids. I've been married to my sweetheart for 28 years. And I'm a life coach. But most of all, and why we're all here is... I spent 30 years chronic dieting, yep, most of my life I've spent trying to be in a smaller body. And this podcast is about my journey to turning to God and trusting Him to not diet anymore. I found a path of health and a path of loving the space I take up in the world. And I'm here now to help other women do the same. So I'm so glad you're going to join me on the journey. All right, here we go. Hello, everyone. We um, have a super fun podcast planned today. Well, I think it's super fun. I just, I get to interview my sister, Becky, and I think that's super fun. So yes, it's super fun. Um, On my last podcast, I mentioned that my sister um, had a really... um, awesome story that her husband had had a heart attack and she had found lots of answers on how to help her family so I really wanted to have her come on and so
1: she's here today so Becky say hello to everybody hey yeah we're gonna have a super exciting podcast about a heart attack (laughs) That's (laughs) that's funny it's the heart
0: attacks are not funny or fun but it is fun for me to talk to my sister so Becky, let's start out with, Becky's my older sister. So when I interviewed Kim, Kim's like one of the younger ones. And Becky's my, she's the oldest and then I'm after her. So um, we grew up together and we've got to really, don't you feel like we've had kind of our the same seasons we've been aligned with throughout our life? Like we got married a month apart and then had babies really close together. And then now we're grandmas together.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. it's been fun
0: yeah so tell them a little bit about your family so they kind of can have a picture of the dynamics of um you know are all your kids home do you have some married? what do you have tell everybody
1: so we've got eight children and um my oldest is 26 and he and his Jackson he and his wife Aubrey have two little boys Bo and Logan so those are our grand boys And they are so much fun. Um, My daughter, Emmy, she just turned 20 or she's going to be, I guess she's still 23. Um, She and her husband, Garen, um, they actually have been living right next door to us since they got married in August. And they're moving this week. They're buying a home. So that's really exciting for them. And then we have a son, Dakota. He, um, He was going to Snow College and now he goes to Snow College from home but it's great to have him around. Um, He's 21. And then I have an 18-year-old daughter, Chloe, who is graduating soon and will be going off to college in the fall. And then my Gracie is 15. She'll be, uh, well, she's a freshman now. And then um, Jamie is 11 and Lily is nine. And then our eighth child, we call we call baby Kevin. He actually passed away um, shortly after birth. So, but he's very much a part of our family as well.
0: Awesome. So you've got to have this dynamic where you've had older kids and younger kids together.
1: Yeah. It's, it's been so fun. I was going to have all my kids have them all and raise them all at once. You know, I thought I'd be done by 30 and it didn't go as planned and i'm really grateful because it's been a really really fun thing to experience all the ages yeah
0: and your mothering not really come to a hard stop that's what i'm enjoying because i have kids yeah. leave and you know my friends who had kids really fast together that wasn't like they thought that's what i wanted to do too but that's not how god sent them to us and so I haven't had this hard stop where they leave and then I'm done. Like I just, I, you know, I still have a nine year old or a 10 year old. So that's, I've enjoyed that too. Having yeah. all the ages. And so we had to do a whole podcast about that.
1: Yeah, we really could. <laughs> we really could. Cause you know, I mean, I think about, I thought I might be done at three. Cause three was really hard for me. And, and then I became really prayerful about it. And that's what brought us to eight. And so I'm grateful that, I mean, it's awesome that we have our agency and it would have been great to have the three, but turning it over to God and asking him for some direction has just been a beautiful thing. So love that.
0: Well, let's dive into, um, we were, I was, we were talking a little bit before the podcast and I had mentioned that I think that in your life now you have kind of two worlds. You have your world that was before the heart attack. And now, a world after the heart attack. So let's dive into what life for you, what life was like for your family, and kind of how you were going about the world before the heart attack. What did that look like?
1: Um, we so the heart attack happened a year ago in February, and um, so before that, everybody was seemingly healthy. Um, I was I had some concerns about my husband Kevin's health. Um, just because he had had a history of high cholesterol and, um, and he put on some weight over the last several years. And so um, he didn't, he kind of would, he, he, ha- he was on some meds for a time, but he didn't like the way they made him feel the side effects and stuff. And so I just, I remember asking him a few months for the heart, before the heart attack, like, should we schedule you a physical, you know, should we take a look at your blood work and have things checked out. And he says, he says, I'm not worried about it. So I thought, well, okay, then I'm not going to worry about it. <laughs> and I still well, I had some concern in the back of my mind, but I just, ha- ha, you know, moms have enough things to deal with. So I just tried not to worry about it myself. I kept tell- I would just tell myself, well, he's not worried about it. So everything's fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, but the, but so For Christmas last year, or I guess it was the year before, 2018, we'd given our girls. We had four girls at home, at home at the time, and we'd given them a cruise, and we'd never been on a cruise before, and so um, the dates were in February, and so we were really excited for that, Um, but the week leading up to it, maybe a week and a half, Kevin had been... Not feeling good. Well, and actually, we didn't recognize him, but he hadn't been feeling good for a while on and off in the way of we thought were stomach aches. So he would go through a few days of a stomach ache and then be fine. And so this was happening like the week and a half before the cruise. And one night he woke up with severe pain in his abdomen, like piercing. And I'm like, do we need to go to the hospital or? you know, the next day to the doctor and, and by the next day he felt better. It just felt really sore. And so uh, he's like, no, no, I'm fine. So he, he had just had this usual stomach ache thing and I didn't know what to make of it. He wasn't worried about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so we were scheduled to fly out on a Sunday and the day before Saturday, I was gone all day actually with our sister, Kim. Um, we had, gone to a what's called timeout for women. And so and the door. And he says, um, so I don't want you to be concerned. Don't want you to worry, but I am not doing very well. And then he starts to tell me about got this stomachache thing, but my arms have been killing me. And I think he said the only relief he could get is if he raised him above his head or something like that. But anyway, so, you know, that's a heart attack sign. And he actually had started looking at signs, symptoms of a heart attack, but he didn't really feel like until the arm thing happened that maybe that's what was going on. And so he is like, well, I'm going to go for a walk. I need to go over to the church. Um, he had just been made Bishop a couple months before. So he joked that that ca- caused the heart attack, but, but it really did <laughs> And so, um, He's like, I'm just going to go for a walk. I'm going to walk it off. I need to get some stuff out of my office at the church. So I says, well, can I come with you? And I said, are you sure? Don't should, should we go to, um, ask me if you want to go to Instacare. He's like, no, no. And so he let me go with him while he is walking like an old man and he kept stopping. And I kept saying, let me, let me go get the car. Um, he's like, no, no, no. And so halfway through, to the church and the church isn't very far from our house. He stopped trying to catch his breath and I am freaking out at this point. And he started crying, which I didn't know, but I couldn't tell, but I don't, I couldn't even help myself. I just started to cry. And so, um, then he's like, no, no, here we go. And I'm like, we are taking you to the hospital, but I, he just kept walking. So I just kept walking with him. So we finally get to the church. He sits down at his desk and throws me the keys and says, go get the car. (laughs) Okay. So I run home run. And, um, I pass one of our friends that were, um, driving and I'm like, Hey, can you go and just wait with Kevin? Make sure he's okay. I think he's having a heart attack. Um, or maybe oh, i didn't so that, say had, that. that
0: had crossed your mind at this point I, that you I think was, that's what this
1: is actually i don't think it did i think i was con- I, I think i f- was concerned that something was going on but heart attack specific i don't think so um, because of something that happened a little later but i think i knew you know there's something something's wrong yeah something's yeah. wrong and so they they go and sit with him i run home get the car and i thought you know what we're not doing InstaCare. Let's just go to the ER. So we went to the, our closest hospital, which is also, uh, they specialize in heart stuff. So, um, so we get there and so it's, um, Saturday evening and they take him right in when they hear his symptoms, they take him right in. And so they run a protein. They check your blood for, they do some kind of a protein test um, for the heart, and they did the EKG. Um, I can't remember what else all they did, but within a fairly short amount of time, they came back and said, "You know, the protein levels aren't good. You know, there we've got these tests are coming back with we've got concerns, and so you know we need to do some more tests or you know something." So Kevin looks at him and says, "So we're supposed to leave for a cruise tomorrow. Is is that going to?" you know, affect this. And they're like, Oh, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and that was really, my sweet husband was so excited to take the girls and, or, you know, for all of us. And he was devastated. And I think in that moment he realized, okay, this is so serious. And, um, and since then he said, you know, like to just basically said that, you know, my my choices and things are what caused our family to not have this trip and put me here in the hospital and stuff. So, anyways, he was feeling really sad about all of it. And I was just so sad for him and trying to, you know, comfort him. It's fine. We can always do another cruise, you know, and thank heavens it didn't happen on the cruise. Um, oh, that, yeah. <laughs> that was something that ran through my mind. Um, and just as a side note, if you have to cancel a cruise, <laughs> uh, you better have the insurance because they would not refund our money other than the fees and taxes. So I even tried, I'm like, we're going to rebook, you know, and they wouldn't. And I'll just tell you right now, it was Carnival and they were not user-friendly about <laughs> booking. Book, it's worth it to book the
0: insurance. Okay,
1: for the insurance yeah. Because uh, we had a doctor's note everything. And they, they wouldn't. So anyways, it's fine. (laughs) So, um, they kept him and admitted him. And then I think I'm trying to think it's all a blur. We were there till Monday and it was Saturday night. We were there till Monday. So, yeah, so, so, so it must've been Saturday night, um, after he's had all these tests and we're, you know, they've admitted him into a room in the hospital. Um, that's when a doctor comes in and kind of lays it all out for us. And he says, you've had a mild heart attack. And like, when that doctor said that, I was like, what, you know, like you are kidding me. You know, like I just, like he's 40, what was he then? 47 or 48. (laughs) I don't, I can't keep track of our ages anymore. Um, but he, um, and, and they said, actually, it's really common for, um, men in this age group to have them. And so they, they wanted the next morning to go in and, um, they went in through his wrist the following morning and did some exploring to see the the arteries and what was going on. So, um, so the, the next morning He goes down for this procedure and like, he's done within a half hour. I was amazed at what they can do for the heart and so quickly and non-evasively. And so they went in and they, they found one artery that was 99% blocked. And so they cleared that they found it, cleared it all within like 30 minutes from the time he left the room. I mean, it was crazy, but he said to me, so I, they let me in after that. And he said to me. I feel so much better. He says, my chest was so heavy and he didn't even know it because it had been like that for so long. Oh, wow. Yeah. So from that moment forward, he felt better. Like he was, he, he had no idea, but we figure as we've learned more about heart attacks. Yeah. It can manifest itself as you think it's a upset stomach. And um, and you think you know that it's it's gas related and stuff, but um, we're pretty certain that all of the little symptoms those months leading up were in fact signals that something was going on, um, you know, with his arteries. So they brought back all his blood work, and his triglycerides were in a thousand. It was a thousand something his um
0: i don't know that people would know what a normal triglyceride number would be
1: i think it's more like around 100 something yeah like
0: that. i think you want it under 100 yeah yeah like, i think mine is like 77
1: it's much yeah. lower yeah
0: <laughs> not in the thousands yeah and didn't his doctor say something like he had never seen triglycerides so high or something some he was like freaking that? out
1: yeah he was he was freaking out at, i think it was his age and everything and and so he he had a list of meds and then he's like I'm adding one more because of these triglycerides because his cholesterol was also there's different cholesterol measurements but the one that they were most concerned about was in the 300s. So um <laughs> so it was really eye opening because we have had his cholesterol that checked before and it had been some time but it wasn't near that high. So mm um and so he really like he <laughs> it really was a huge wake up call for him and he did a 180 with his life that day so, so tell me
0: back up to what so the doctor gives you medicine and what was did he talk to you about kevin's lifestyle what did he tell you about that
1: so yeah they gave us um some paperwork on the mediterranean diet and it's a great diet it's um, a, mostly fruits and vegetables and grains. And then you add in some fish and you add in some lean meats and very little lean cheese. Um, you use nuts sparingly because of the fat content. And so that's what they suggested he do. Mm-hmm. So. Well, that's good.
0: I'm, I'm glad yeah. to hear that they gave him some dietary, like, help to
1: right. also right. eat this way. But I was dying a little when they brought him his food in the hospital and it had on there, you know, like for heart health and there was processed stuff and sugar and I was just like, really?
0: This is (laughs) is what you're going to feed my husband that just had a heart attack. Yeah. It's the best option.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. It was a better option than anything fried, I guess, or, (laughs) but that kind of, that kind of surprised me.
0: (laughs) On my support groups on Facebook that eat, you know, whole foods, they talk about having the same experience being in the hospital because a lot of times you find this way of eating after a heart attack and they'll talk about the meal that was served them, that was supposed to be the healthy meal option. And so, yeah, you're not alone in that one, but hospitals have a ways to go.
1: Yeah. And suddenly we became very afraid of food. Oh, (laughs) I bet. Super, you know. (laughs) uh, aware of all the food and yeah. it Yeah.
0: So back up a little bit and tell us what was your family? What did your, how did you eat before? Because in my mind, you're a, you've always been very like you've cared about that. Like you've cared about your, what your family eats. And so tell people like, what were you eating?
1: Well, at that point, things have had been evolving for me for a while. Like we, I kind of came to a place of, um, cause I've, I've always, um, given some thought and, um, study to the word of wisdom on and off in my life, um, in the Doctrine and Covenants. And I have, um, can, I, I think about it, um, and, tr- and I think I've tried to look at, um, look at the whole thing, not just what we shouldn't eat, but what we should. And so, I had been feeling like we need to pull back a little on the meat. Um, so I had been trying to find, this was probably, um, a couple of years before the heart attack, work in more meals that had, that were meatless. Um, I, and when I did cook meat, I would, you know, buy lean Turkey, um, chicken. And we did have like roast on Sundays, but not every Sunday, you know, red meat, I'd cut out red meat quite a bit already. And then, um, And then uh, uh, probably about six months before the heart attack, I had been, well, you and I actually had been talking a lot about diet and how it relates to to disease. We were watching our dad die of cancer and trying to make sense of that and what might have prevented it or, um, you know, maybe even helped to give him, you know, more time. I don't know. So we were exploring diet and things. And so I started feeling like maybe we shouldn't have so much dairy either. Um, I don't know all the whys of the word of wisdom, um, but I felt like, well, you know, it says little meat. Well, you know, these dairy products also come from animals. So maybe we should cut back a little on that. So I had been trying to cut out meat and dairy um, for a few months well, like I say, the meat for a couple of years and dairy for a few months leading up to it. So I was already on a path. Um, and so when this happened, uh, I, I made more changes, but it wasn't as drastic as it might have been had I, it had been two years prior. So,
0: So I, watching that as your sister, I remember feeling like God had really been preparing you Because you literally... I don't feel like you had to do this hard start of something completely different. I feel like it it was in the sense for Kevin because I think that... I think our husbands have the ability to live double lives. I think they have a life where they you know, they eat what we make and then they have a life where they leave the house. Yeah. (laughs) And you know what I mean? So for Kevin, I think it might've been a hard start in the sense of he was just, he wasn't ever going to have his stuff outside of the house anymore. Or, you know what I mean? Like it had to be, he had to be completely consistent to turn this thing around. Yeah. And so, but I mean, I love the idea that God was like, saw this coming and had been preparing you with thoughts and, um, and then you would act on it. Cause, you know, yeah. I think that I think feeding our kids is not the easiest thing in the world, and to make changes and you know to be able to do that gradually and you know. But so let's talk a little bit about. So you come home from the hospital, and you know that things have to change. And what what did what did, what did you do now that you weren't doing before?
1: Um. So, um, I I absolutely agree with that. Really. Feel like Heavenly Father was just giving me a little bit, you know, helping me a little along the way, so that this wasn't so drastic. And it, but it was still a really big learning curve. Um, had I had the learning curve of two years prior, I might have killed me. <laughs> but mm, this like was all the changes, all around. yeah, all yeah. the changes, yeah. And and I feel like I had some understanding of why, you know, like okay, why shouldn't we have all this you know, cheesy pizza and stuff. So, um, and we joke that, um, it's little Caesars that caused the heart attack because that Saturday Kevin had had, um, some of that, the kind that has the stuffed crust. And so he just had all the grease that day. So, um, but, but yeah, so we, um, we looked at the Mediterranean diet. And then initially we felt like, no, we're going to go plant-based. We're going to do all plant-based. And Kevin had a really good attitude about it. Um, he'd try and be nicely honest with me when he didn't like things, but sometimes he'd just eat it and not worry about it. And he told me from the beginning, I know exactly what caused this heart attack. And it was, like you said, his other life of eating donuts and gas station food. He'd just grab stuff when he was out, McDonald's food. Um, and so, um, he's, and I didn't really, I knew he ate that stuff, but I don't think I knew how much of it he ate. And so he's like, I, I know exactly what caused all this. And he also gave up diet Coke, um, or diet Pepsi, whatever he was drinking. And that was huge. He loves it. You talked about you loving, oh, it? Oh yeah. That's a big one. Whatever. That's as yeah. hard as cheese. In fact, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was a really hard week for him because- um, after the heart attack a week, week and a half, because he was having withdrawals from the caffeine. So he wasn't feeling good from that, but he did it. He got through it. And so we started trying these things and I was not going to make two different things. Well, some things for the kids, some things for he and I, other than, you know, like their lunches I'd prepare before they'd go to school and stuff, but dinners and they do their own thing for breakfast, but dinners, we we all ate the same. And so um, I hadn't ever done completely plant-based. So that, that was so different for me. And I kept trying to make things taste like what they were used to. And so, you know, because you can make different things taste like meat, you know. And they weren't having any of it. And mealtime was just not fun anymore. Not enjoyable. That was my favorite time of the day. I would cook for hours trying to figure these things out and they would turn their noses up. And I would just hope that Kevin would say, this is really good. And he would just say, thanks for dinner, you know, or something. (laughs) He just wasn't enjoying it. And I was like, ah, gee. And part of that is I'm not a great cook. (laughs) So, um, they had that working against them too, but, um, this went on for months. And, and also we stopped going out to eat and that was hard. We'd, as far as our dates, we don't eat out a ton. We'd get the kids pizza or the family would get pizza once a week. Occasionally we'd eat out, but um, every week Kevin and I would go out and that was part of our dates, a movie dinner, what, you know. And so trying to find plant-based restaurants was just almost impossible. (laughs) So, yeah. So that's been that's been something that we've missed. But when we did, we have found a few options that we, we do. But, um, so after a few months of everyone hating dinner time, I just started praying for help. I'd been, I'd continue to go back to the doctrine of covenants and and actually Kevin was really good too. He was like studying the biology of it because he knew he not only had this cholesterol problem, but he was insulin resistant. And so he was trying to figure out how do I, if I can heal this insulin resistance, then I, you know, can, that will, it all ties together. It does. Yeah. And so he was, he was doing his own research. I was doing mine and we didn't always agree. And I've learned a lot about myself through this whole process and I'm, can be pretty controlling. And so I have really had, I've. I've really had to learn to be a lot more humble with this and to respect his feelings and what he believes is best for himself and his body and give him the space to make his own choices. Now, I'm the cook in the family. And so um, I do most of the cooking and he is very great to eat whatever I give him. Um, But he has, he has snacks that he likes that he gets that he feels like are good for him. Um, And, you know, occasionally he'll get something while he's out, but he's, you know, finding things that he feels like um, are, are okay in moderation. And so um, I've had to really learn to let go of my grip on trying to save his life. (laughs) (laughs) because, you know, like you just, uh, we as moms and wives think we know best and we are just gripping so hard. And so it's actually been, it's probably been a hard, as I look over our marriage, it's one of our harder years, but it's been one of our best years too, because we've really grown in ways individually and together trying to figure this stuff out. So, so anyways, back to our horrible dinners. So I, um, had been praying about it and, um, I, and I was actually in the temple one day and I, I, really try and pay attention to my thoughts in the temple because I feel like I've got my own thoughts going on, but <clears throat> sometimes I'll, I'll just get something that I know is, is not for me and that heavenly father's trying to help me. So this one particular day, I just had a thought, something like you need to get those clean, simple eat cookbooks. And so, uh, and I had followed this, um, girl, Erica, who she has a company called clean, simple eats her and her husband, and she's a dietitian and she <clears throat> puts together these menus. Um, it includes meal planning and, and, um, menus for breakfast, snacks, lunch, dinner, and she's really good at balancing macros and, um, they're for the most part, they're clean ingredients. So I had followed her on Instagram and made a, she, every once in a while, she'll put a recipe out there. And so I, everything I'd made of hers, I really liked. And so I was like, okay, let's try it. And so I bought two of her books and immediately my family <clears throat> had a change of attitude. Um, she does cook with some meats, but they're very lean and mostly she doesn't really do much red meat. If she does, it's bison or um and uh or really lean um any other kind of red meat, but but not much of it at all. It's mostly, I would say the majority of it is chicken. She does some fish. None of my family likes fish, so unless it's tuna, we don't even go there. But um <clears throat> so I started doing her recipes and I still would I would learned a lot um about you know, how to alter recipes and things. So I still tweak them and I'll still pull some of the, the saturated fat is what I feel like is in processed foods are, are what aids to high cholesterol and heart attacks and, you know, anything fried, that sort of thing. But um, so I tried to, so I, and she does use lean cheeses um, and I buy organic uh, chicken and, um, when really, we heart, we really don't have red meat very often at all. If we do, it's, it's lean. And I still don't eat the amount of red meat that my family or meat in general that my family does or cheese, um, dairy, I should say, but we've made lots of replacements. Um, you know, like we drink almond milk and, and the little things keep creeping up. Little studies will come out that show, you know, that, that dairy, aids and different cancers and different things and and it's and it's hard because there is a lot of information out there and you can find one study that supports your theory and one study that negates it so i just really try to serve as much real food as i can and while we're no longer plant-based i would say we're plant-focused and we go through more fruits and vegetables than we ever have (laughs) as a family. And so I feel like that's a win, but I've had to tighten the grip on a lot of things. So like we brought back the Caesars pizza once a week, Kevin and I don't eat it, but the kids do. And I make them grilled cheese once a week for lunch. We use, you know, we kind of cut that out, but I've always got, you know, fruits and vegetables and and we use healthy grains. Um, We don't eat near as much processed foods as we used to. So um, I, in my eyes, it's not perfect, but I feel like Heavenly Father knows what's perfect for our family. And he's helped me to get to that place. And I continue to make little tweaks and things like um, one of the cookbooks that Erica has is clean and simple treats and everything is, you know, made with really great ingredients. And so we've started to have all of our dessert most of our desserts on Sunday we don't really do a lot of desserts but every Sunday we have one and I've started to make cakes from there and the kids since they've been home um, with this quarantine they have been making cookies out of that cookbook and so um, it's like I say it's not perfect but I but it's so much better and I keep seeing little ways to improve so
0: that's awesome I know for me as a mom I have to work really hard at, like, I love to do things in the perfect. And what Becky's not telling you about herself is she lives a very intentional life. So she would love to live in the perfect with her family. <laughs> that would just be ideal for her. But I'm finding with my kids, I do not want to create children with eating disorders. Mm-hmm. I don't want my kids viewing food as good or bad. I, I want them to just... I want food to be neutral in their lives. And so um, I think we've talked about this before. For, for me, our home has to be, because of Dell, has to be a very safe place for him. Like we don't keep things in the house, but when my kids leave the house, they have to make their own choices. And I would love to control them at all times, <laughs> and, I know. you know, and, I know. and even like when, when, you know, there's certain times that I buy things that I don't normally buy. And even then I would love to just take those things out. And I feel like we can live without them, but we're raising little people that have to have relationships with food and have to ha- and I want their relationship with food to be healthy and yeah. not one of always deciding if food is good or bad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so, and what I love about
0: your story is that you turn to the word of wisdom for guidance and then heavenly father helped you figure out like, what was the right thing for your family? within the guides of the word of wisdom and that i i just think that's awesome so so tell me um what what if what blessings have you seen from this
1: like what well it's been awesome to see my husband who was a pretty happy guy before um and and he was even though he was overweight he would he was it wasn't so much so that it kept him from doing anything that he wanted to do for the most part. He loves to hunt and hike and, um, you know, be in the outdoors and and stuff, but he's, um, dropped 50 pounds, uh, since the heart attack. And so he that is a
0: lot of pounds.
1: It's a lot. I'm so (laughs) proud of him. And so he just has even more energy and he's able to I remember we went on this hike, uh, a backpacking trip a few years ago. And we were trying to backpack out of, it's called Coyote Gulch. And there's, um, there's a great big climb. It's really steep to get out of there. So he was helping everybody get out of there. And then he was, you know, we had to walk. It was kind of like you felt like you're walking in the desert, it was really sandy and stuff for a couple of miles to get back to our car. And he and we didn't have enough water, and he started to really struggle. He had to keep stopping and pausing. And I didn't know at the time it had anything to do with heart related. I I think it probably did. You know, it was just a few years before the heart attack, but um, he really struggled and he had to be careful about, you know, when when he would go hunting and stuff, he kind of had to really pace himself. And now, I mean, you know, the scriptures say, run and not be weary and walk and not faint. And he is just able to have all the energy to do all these things that he loves. And that is just been great for me to watch. And I think uh, it really helped him also with his church calling as well. You know, he's this new bishop and it was very overwhelming at first trying to make these lifestyle changes and stuff, but he he doesn't have to worry about that anymore. I mean, he exercises every day, he takes care of himself and now he can take care of better care of our ward family and, and our family. And so that's been a great blessing, but I love the way that um, it's blessed our marriage. And I really appreciate who I've become and I'm becoming because I look back at, and I still have to manage it at that little controlling part of me. And that just, there's no part of love. There's not a place for love when you're trying to control somebody else. And so I've learned a lot about that and how to let people, the people I love should be able to do what they want to do and think what they want to think and act the way they want to act. And that shouldn't affect, you know, how I feel about them. And so I feel like I've just been able to appreciate and love better my family and, My kids still probably get bugged when I'm telling them they need to eat more fruits and vegetables and that, but they, I think they notice too, that they're, they're noticing. And I see it in my big kids when they move out, they really take good care of themselves, you know, and, um, they're doing awesome. So, um, I just think we do the best we can. We teach the best we can. And, but you're right. You have to let them, I don't tell them what to eat when they leave the house at all either um except for when they have school lunch I do let them have school lunch maybe once a week and I'll say make sure and eat a fruit and vegetable and they they come home and tell me mom I ate my fruit and vegetable and they tell me what they had the two little ones the big ones want no part of school lunch but um so um that's I think those things have been blessings but I I have fruit I've also cleaned up some of my eating and I feel better too. Like my problem has always been sugar. I just eat treats. Um, not, not tons every day, but some every day. And then I can real easily have, you know, two big helpings of dessert at dinner time, you know, and I just love, I love the the desserts type stuff. And um, just the last couple months I've, given up the sugar because I just, I could tell it just wasn't um, my body was a little off. And so um, that's been nice to not have to think about when I'm going to get the next sugar hit. I did think about it for a while, but I don't think about it anymore. So food has become it's in some ways it's not as enjoyable because we don't have those going out to eat and you know, the, the different things that I really loved but in other ways I have come to appreciate food all the more as a fuel for my body and I have come to appreciate even more I ate fairly healthy before but I really love now even more so the fruits and vegetables and I can just tell my body is just so happy to have what it needs so
0: yeah Well, and to know that you're making choices to, so that you can live a life without disease, because I don't know that everybody knows that most of the diseases we suffer from here in America are foodborne diseases, right? Right. It's from what we put in our mouth. And because there's so many messages, like you said, and there's so many studies and the studies are so confusing because companies will do their own studies they'll fund their own studies. And then we're thinking that this is like a real thing where, you know whatever industry funded it. And so it's just so confusing. So to, for me, it helped me to find voices. I could believe, but you know what I mean? Like voices that feel like that their voice has been consistent. And so that was helpful. But I think that the knowledge to know that we can be in control of our lives to the degree that we don't have to choose these certain diseases, like, you know, and, and it's, and it's not, I mean, I'm, I'm amazed that Kevin knew right away that it was when what he put in his mouth. Cause I don't know that everybody makes that connection. I think some people just feel like, I know that, you know, I'm seeing more and more as we get older, people have heart attacks and people will say, but they were thin and they were in shape, you know, like they yeah. were, they were healthy that they don't say thin, they say healthy But they were so healthy right. and, and you know, I just think, well, that's such a misunderstanding that we have that if you do live in a smaller body that that means you're healthy that doesn't right. mean anything it's about what you're putting in your mouth and that's the exactly. condition of the in, your insides yeah so i exactly. i think it's amazing that kevin made those connections right away and um and then just that you had resources to know what he needed right away like to be able to do that it's pretty great right.
1: and you were really helpful with me with that too because you were already on that journey and so you were able to point me in some directions of, you know, doctors and recipes. And, and so that was great. But one thing, one thing that I found interesting, Kevin and I both, and I'm really grateful he recognized this is, you know, the minute he had this heart attack and, you know, they, they give him a whole list of drugs to take. And we were really grateful for those because they, um, you know, they helped get his, blood healthier and, and take care of, um, part of this problem. But what we learned was that so many people just rely on that. They don't make any life changes and they rely on that. And that it's really just a band aid. Um, it takes care of the problem for a time, but down the road, I mean, the problem is still there. Um, it, cause if you stop the drugs, then, you know, it's right back. And so, um, we had the goal, uh, I mean, and he, as I wanted to control him and get him off the drugs, but he, he also had the goal to get off as many as possible. And that has been really great to be able to do that. He's not off everything. And there's a couple of things he probably won't ever be off because of the heart attack, but, um, But it's also been frustrating because the doctors don't, that we've had, they, while they, they say, you know, here's this diet, they once said in particular, most people don't change their diet. So you're going to need to be on these meds, you know, forever. And so we, here we are trying to, he's changed his diet. He's making these changes um, and your body continues to heal. And so- but yet we're not getting great uh, direction from, we've seen three different heart doctors now on how to, you know, how to get these meds so that we're not sure which he can keep taking or who should for sure. You know, like we're trying to get as li- on as little med as possible. And so that's been something we've had to manage ourselves. Like we've had to talk to the doctors, look, these are his numbers now. Can we reduce this med? And so, Because they're not
0: really in the practice of reducing meds. That's
1: that's what he's saying is
0: most people are. They take these meds and they take them forever, and then, but you know, because of the plant based doctors, you know that living without meds is possible.
1: Right. I just wish we we had more plant based doctors because I I haven't been able to find any heart related in our valley, and maybe I'm just not hard enough. And navigating
0: that yourself, I know this through our diabetes, is so challenging.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Like it's rough. So yeah, we, we had, I was so surprised because we, we went to in for his year exam. She looked at his numbers and she's like, all right, just keep doing what you're doing. And I was like, "He's he had these triglycerides that were you know, over a thousand and now he's under a hundred and you're keeping the med specific for that at a really high dose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I asked her about it and she ended up reducing it to a third of a dose, but she wasn't she wouldn't have done it, you know, Not so, interesting. Yeah. So mm. that's something that has been a frustration. Um, and we're just, and it's fine. We'll keep getting his blood work taken and, you know, keep, we'll, we'll, just have to kind of figure it out as we go and hopefully find a doctor that, that can help us better because if there's so much that can be learned through the blood work. And, um, I just think you have to be careful about the the dosages, because they do have side effects, we have had to find other, um, not drugs, but like, um, he takes this one natural supplement to help offset all the, the pain that he gets in his muscles um, from a couple of the drugs, you know, so it's just, it's so tricky, but I'm really grateful that those things are out there. Um, And uh, so that's something that we're going to have to keep trying to figure out, but we're getting there. So, and
0: Dr. Esselstyn, he is an awesome plant-based doctor. He's like, he's like 85 and still performs heart surgery and stuff. He's amazing, but he actually, if anyone is listening, who also has heart, you know, a, a family member with heart problems, you can actually email Dr. Esselstyn and he will call you. So, you have that option too, Beck. If you ever feel like, you know what? We just don't know what to do next. We know he needs less meds. He'll totally help you.
1: He's pretty oh, fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That, yeah, I, yeah. I'll Yeah. i do it because we just haven't really known where to go. So yeah. And I'm, doc, too busy look, I'm too busy looking for recipes to.
0: Right. <laughs> to it's God what we help. do. It's what we do now. <laughs> oh, but Dr. Oh. Esselstyn has a book. If you need a, a just a place to start. This would be, if, if you have like straight up heart disease, this is where you start. You start with Dr. Esselstyn and he's been reversing heart disease for eight years. Like that's just, that's all he does. And so he has a book, it's called how to Pre- reverse and prevent heart disease. And it's full of, it's full of recipes. And if you're someone who, you know, I would say, wouldn't you say that's kind of where you started and then. Yeah. And yeah. being, cause it, I mean, cause he is basically saying, if you're on the verge of having a heart attack and you, we can fix this, like right. that, that's like for the most severe. And then, um, so that that's an option that that book is a really great resource to start. And then like Becky did go ahead and be prayerful. And then, you know, he'll help you navigate because eating, when you're a single person, man, you just can just do this and however you want to do it. But when you're trying to navigate a family, doing this all together, because that was the same thing with me. I said, I'm just not doing this alone. I'm not, I, everybody has to do this together. And there is challenges in that because <laughs> it's right. not just you, you know, right. not so much loving the food for a while and then eventually liking it more. It's your whole family doing it. And there needs to be peace in your home. So Becky, thank you for sharing your story today. And I think you gave a lot of people hope that there is a way to navigate this and to have your family be on board and to do it in a healthy way. So
1: Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you.
0: Becky, so all my guests, I before they go, I ask them, um, tell everyone something that you love about yourself. And then we'll go after that.
1: <laughs> um I love that I am a self-proclaimed life coach. <laughs> I love, I love. Um, you know, this life coach stuff is all pretty popular now. But one of my kids, I think, said to me, Mom, you've been doing this your whole life. <laughs> I just love to help people. I love to encourage people and to help them see things in a different way um, so that they can you know, find if they're looking for answers or they're just looking for comfort or validation. I don't know. I just um I love to to help people and help them, you know, reach their potential, especially my kids. I just love it. So that's something like that. You're
0: good at it. <laughs> Becky has served as my life coach many times. <laughs> so. <laughs> so she's good at it. So I appreciate that about you too. So anyways, well we're gonna let everybody go now and um, I just hope everybody's doing well. We're still in
1: quarantine
0: and I'm actually living my best homeschool life. I'm actually enjoying it.
1: And I think you are too, Becky, right? Yeah. I just became um, their piano teacher yesterday because we stopped sending them to piano lessons. And so I'm a horrible right. piano player, but I can teach good enough for another month or two.
0: <laughs> well, you have fun with that. that I don't yeah. know that would be, go very well in our house. But <laughs> anyhow. But, all all right. right. Well, thanks again, Becky. And everybody, like I always say, like my dad said, have a great day. Have a great day. Have a great day. Tell me. Next- a few things before you go. If you have found that you need help on your journey of taking amazing care of yourself and loving the space you take up in the world please, I would love for you to come join us in my monthly membership coaching program called Breathe. Breathe is a place where like-minded women come together and help one another. I help you by coaching you, and then I record that, and then other women will watch while you are helped. And then you watch other women when they're helped. And it's this community where women are helping women and it's so beautiful. There's a lot of other perks when you're a Breathe member. So you receive coaching, you get to watch other women be coached, and then you also get to have access to any course that I provide. So right now, there's two courses in the membership. One is how to eat plant-based in 30 days without dieting. So if you're at the very beginning of your journey, that will help you so much. Now, if you're a little bit further along in your journey, you will probably love my course that is on self-care. And it's a self-care course that you take over six weeks. And it's a way for you to come home to yourself, And start figuring out, what does love feel like for you? And this is a course that I usually offer just to a group coaching program. But now, it's also offered in Breathe. Something else you'll have is you'll have this community of support. There will be a private Facebook group that you can check in with. And remember, you're going to be seeing these other women be coached. So you will get to be, honestly, their best friends. It will be a wonderful community. And you know, sometimes when we eat plant-based and we try to leave diet culture, it's a little bit lonely. So th- that will be a wonderful support for you. The Last thing, I provide weekly meal plans. I'm trying to think of everything I can to make this process of you loving you and you loving the space you take up in the world and you taking amazing care of yourself to have all the tools for that. And one tool to simplify your life is a weekly meal plan with a grocery list. And that will also be available in Breathe. And all of that will be available on an easy app so that you can access it on your phone and you can um, it can be very user-friendly for you. So come join me in Breathe. You remember, nothing in your life has to change for everything to change. And that's the work we do in Breathe. Have you come up for air? Have you needed help to keep breathing? I got you. Come join us and breathe. Have you downloaded my free commitment planner? Okay, if you haven't, you totally need to. It's such an easy way for you to make and keep commitments to yourself and honor those commitments. Go to my Instagram account and in the links in bio, there is an option there to download that for free. Totally go get that make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. If you're feeling like you're missing episodes, it's probably because you're not subscribed. So whatever wherever you listen, you just subscribe and then they will make sure that you don't miss an episode. Also, are you part of my free Facebook group? If you're not, you should be. Come on over, share recipes with us. And it's just a really diet culture-free place to um, enjoy being online. And last of all, have you left me a review? Reviews is are really important because that's how other people find the podcast is through a review. So how, wherever you listen, go ahead and leave me a review there so other people can get the help that they need through the podcast. All right, y'all are the best. Have the best day. See you next time.